welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm super duper excited to be here with you today. And we're going to dive right into this sucker. This one just like popped into my head out of the blue from a memory that I had. So here's the title, some sort of title. I don't know, be some, some version of this. Um, if life was a buffet or if life was like a buffet, and this can be your personal life, your professional life, your business life or entrepreneurial life. I think it applies across the board, this idea that I'm running with. Hopefully you cannot hear, it is like thundering and raining. It is like torrential downpour outside. So hopefully you can't hear all that noise on my skylights. But so I wanna dive into this idea of if life was like a buffet. So I was having a memory of, let me just give you a little story, a little, a little background of where this sucker came from. So when I used to live in uh, LA, in Los Angeles, I had an incredible group of friends and we all worked at the same magic dinner movie theater. And they were just, I, I still to this day, I'm madly in love I, with all of them. They were just like such an incredible group of friends. We had so much fun. We had so many adventures together. They were just the best. And one of the things was that they knew that I had never been to uh, Las Vegas, okay? And a lot of them grew up in California and had been to Vegas like a ton of times. And they kept saying, you have to go, you have to go. And I'm like, yeah, 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 someday, whatever. So one night after driving me home, they drove me home from work. When we get to my apartment, they said, go in the house and, and pack a bag. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, road trip. So they basically like kidnapped me. They had planned this whole thing and they took me to Vegas. So we drove from LA, right, Burbank, to Vegas uh, overnight through the desert, whatever. We end up there and we spent like three amazing days. We did this several times. This is my first time ever going to Vegas. And when I went, got to Vegas, of course there's, there's so much for the senses to like take in. Uh, the shows like, you know, going to see Cirque du Soleil or David Copperfield or concerts or whatever. And then all of the, you know, the lights on the strip and just, it's just like, it is literally like sensory overload. But one of the things I had never experienced before, not at this scale anyway, was the, the infamous like Las Vegas buffets. So these suckers are like all you can eat buffets. You go in, you pay a certain price, whatever it is. Some are a little much cheaper. Some might be a little more high end nowadays. But back then you would just like pay cheap money and you go in and there would just be a line, a line of food. Like you can't even imagine the mass amounts of food. And as somebody who loves to have choices, 
this was just like a food, a culinary like playground, right? And you can, you can pile up your plate with so much food that it would be ridiculous. So you can put like Chinese food or Mexican, like all of it, like all the different types and flavors like tacos. And then there might be something else, right? So <clears throat> I always just thought like, this is an insane and ridiculous amount of food. Now here's the thing that I tend to suffer from. <laughs> My sweetie still laughs at me to this day because my eyes are always bigger than my stomach. So even here at home, when I make a plate of food and it's only the two of us, so it's not that big of a deal. If I don't finish what's on my plate, it's like leftovers or he'll eat it or whatever. But I always tend to make a dinner plate that is way more food than I can actually eat. And double A men hands, if anybody else suffers from this affliction, <laughs> I don't know. I just think, it, I don't know why I like the idea of having more if I want it, but then I almost never, ever, ever finish it. And the other quirky, weird thing that I do a lot of times is I'll eat everything but the very last bite. And then I'll be like, sweetie, can you, do you want this? Cause I can't finish it. <laughs> He just looks at me like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? It's so funny. But here's my point. Here's my point. Um, it might be in line too with the fact that I, I want to talk about this a little bit. If you know anything, I'm going to make my point, but if you know anything about human design, I'm a generator. And the thing about generators is we can, we are like self-sufficient energy generators, like from within ourselves, we can do a lot. And so when we're lit up, when we're doing work we love or doing things we love or hanging out with people we love, we can have like high sustained energy. And when we're lit up, we kind of light up, right? The world around us, they always say. They always say like generator's job. My friend Kelsey always says, generator's job is to just be sparkly as fuck and to like be in your zone of genius and to be happy and to be in that creative space where you just feel like on fire. Because when you do what you love, we all benefit. That's what she always says. But one of the things about generators is because we can do so much, we often think that we should do so much. And it can be really easy for us to overextend ourselves, to take on more. I think you're making the, you're seeing the connection here, right? To take on more than I probably a lot of times should. And I just did a post about this um, the other day on Facebook about how back when I used to have a yoga studio, I um, was just so excited to be in my element, to be in this place that lit me up, like having my own business, brick and mortar, right? I had dreamed of it. I thought of it in my mind. I brought it to life. But then I made the mistake of working seven days a week for like several years. Like I would just work and work and work, never taking time away from the business or away from the studio or away from whatever, I was constantly doing it. And I was jokingly saying that, you know, in the beginning, you have that excitement of uh, like Frankenstein, like it's alive, right? Like I created this thing. And then eventually, if you're not careful, <clears throat> you end up kind of um, resenting and wanting to kill the monster of your own making, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. And we can do this in our life sometimes too, when we treat it kind of like a buffet where we think we, it's good for us to just keep piling on. Cause it's like, oh, well it's here or so-and-so needs help or whatever. And we treat ourselves and our bandwidth and our capacity to 
to do and to be present and to take on things. And we overestimate. So first of all, we underestimate how long shit's going to take. And then we overestimate a lot of times how much actual energy that we have to do a thing. So double amen hands, if you, if you feel me and you know what I'm talking about in this case. So as I was thinking about this idea of like, if life was a buffet, what are some of the questions that I would ask myself about this? And so I jotted down like four things, maybe there'll be a few more of some questions that might be helpful for you. So whatever buffet you've ever been to, if you can imagine it, and if you've never been to one, just imagine, it's almost like, think of it like a, a humongous salad bar. You know how you can go to a salad bar and you can make whatever kind of salad you want? Like you can put olives on there, you can put all kinds, croutons, sunflower seeds, tomatoes, cukes, whatever, like the whole array. But just imagine if your life was like that. Now, sometimes as a kid, right? somebody makes your plate for you. And I jokingly think about like my Nana, uh, my Italian grandmother, right? And I think sometimes about like grandmothers of all kinds of backgrounds where they're just like so concerned that you're going to waste away. <laughs> They'd be like, manja, manja, eat, eat, right? Always try, like a, like a grandmother who was concerned about, about you not getting enough food. Like when you're a kid sometimes, right? the emotional stuff that gets put on your plate, the traumatic stuff that gets put on your plate, sometimes, right? Your circumstances, your life, whatever, you get a full plate that your little nervous system was not prepared for. Some shit gets thrown on your plate that you would have preferred that it not be on there, right? Like, uh, just think about all the ways that little kids can be um, harmed, manipulated, overwhelmed, frightened, scared, not feeling worthy, being told awful things, right? Things that, that should have never been said to them, et cetera, et cetera. You get my point, right? But sometimes we can be, um, have people when we're little people where we feel like the plate, like it's like, oh my God, I can't even carry this plate. It's too big for my little hands. Okay. So, and we'll circle back to this again at the end. The great thing about being an adult now is that we get to decide what's going on our plate. So this is a question, one of the questions of the four questions that I want you to ask yourself, okay? What are you putting on your plate? So the way that I see this show up, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of times is, <clears throat> is people will say, um, well, I've always been the one in my family who, and then fill in the blanks. Because one of the things that I know to be true is that we get assigned certain roles, especially if you have siblings, if there's more than one of you, right? But growing up, you have like, remember the breakfast club where it was like the jock, the brain, the weirdo, the misfit, the, the homecoming queen, right? The princess, whatever, like all these different roles. We also see them within the context of our families and where we grew up. Sometimes you're an only child. So there's a lot of pressure of like to be many things. Some, and I'm not saying this is true in every single household in, in the world. I'm just saying, right? I just want you to conceptualize the idea is that we often have a lot of different roles. It's like, oh, this is the quiet one. This is the artsy one. This is the smart one. This is the athletic one. This is the one who's good. This is the troublemaker. This is the lazy one. This is what, like all the labels that people love to slap on you, but also the roles that we have to like take on. You know, there are people who become the people pleases, the help is, 
the saviors, uh, the, the protectors, like all the different parts and roles. And sometimes if we're not careful, we take on these roles because uh, that was what was expected of us. But if we don't later check it, if we don't later ask ourselves, is this a role that I wanna keep playing? Or if we're being wicked honest with ourselves, is this a role that I have gotten rewarded for? And so you might even find yourself playing like the Mata where like you bitch and moan about the role that's been assigned to you right? You might feel quote unquote victimized by like, oh, why am I always the one that has to X, Y, and Z? The great thing about being an adult is you don't have to be the one that always X, Y, and Z. You get to change your mind, speak up, ask for help, drop the label, do it differently. Like there's a bunch of different choices we could make. So number one, what are you putting on your plate? right? What roles, what responsibilities, what assignments, what are you taking on in your life and putting on your plate? How much work, how much rest, how much playtime are you like, what are you choosing in your life to put on your plate? And sometimes as entrepreneurs, as business people, we put things on our plate that we have no business putting on our plate. If you are not good at keeping track of math, right? Like it's like you should not be playing your own accountant, right? There are just certain roles. It's like if I suck at this, perhaps I want to delegate this, find out what my other team members' strengths are and allow them to do it if they want to take that on. Right. Sometimes in the beginning, like me, when you're a solopreneur, you have to wear, as they say, a lot of different hats. You have to figure out how to be the accountant and be the marketer and be the practitioner and be like all the different roles that the social media coordinator, like, well, whatever the event planner. Right. I have played every single role in my business. I have not played them all equally well. So one of the goals, you know, sometimes and for me, like I don't ever as far me, this version of me right now, I always say I reserve the right to change my mind and pivot and change. But as of right now, I have no desire to have like a big team. That is not interesting to me at all. I like kind of being like a one woman show with some contractors who can help me do particular things in my business that I'm not good at. I'm not opposed to maybe having a little bit bigger team at some point if it's necessary, but I'm not a person who like dreams of having this, uh, huge empire where I'm responsible for a bunch of other people's incomes, right? That I, I always say, amen, amen to the people that, that they have always known that they want to be an entrepreneur or have a brick and mortar business where they're growing their team and scaling and all that stuff. That's amazing. Um, and I don't think true too, like while I'm on the subject that a lot of times people think that they need to do that to make a lot of money or to grow in that way, uh, to make their buffet line, right? Like bigger. But um, I don't think that that's always the case. I think you can do powerful and mighty and um, uh, financially successful and abundant work. That does not mean that you have to scale at a level that just sucks the joy right out of your life. So that's one of the things I want to talk about. Sometimes just because we can, again, for me, I can only speak for me as a generator, just because we can maybe um, muster up the energy to do a thing or learn a thing or whatever, just because we could, we should sometimes allow other people to do it, especially if they can do it. 
better. So that's question number one. What are you putting on your plate? Um, and maybe um, if you realize you've been putting too much on your plate, now is a perfect opportunity. If you can hear the sound of my voice and you're thinking, oh my God, yeah, my plate has been overflowing. Too much potato salad, too much, like whatever, you know, just making stuff up. Too much baked beans, too many uh, veggie hot dogs, whatever the thing is. I have been overloading my plate. If you're feeling that way, if you're constantly feeling bloated and uncomfortable, <laughs> oh, might, might be time to take a look at what you've been choosing. Okay, number two. This is the other thing that popped into my head. Who are you eating your meals with? Who are you eating your meals with? Who is the company that you're keeping? So one of the things we know, or I often say, so I was uh, not only vegan, but I was also hardcore macrobiotic for like two years. Uh, macrobiotic, if you don't know anything about it, Google it. It's a, it's a way of eating. I will say this, being vegan and macro was like, I, I think I felt the best I ever did in my whole entire life. Um, but one of the things that they would talk about is not only like, chewing your food so many times that you won't even believe it, like chewing your food each bite between like 50 to 100 times, because digestion actually starts in your mouth. That's this whole, whole other episode show for another day. But here's my point is they would often say like, don't cook food when you're angry. Don't eat your food standing up. They started to, to make the connection between our digestion, our ability to digest and think about this too, in your business and in your personal life, are there some things that you're having a hard time digesting? I don't mean obviously food, right? Are there some things that you're having a hard time kind of like getting your mind around or accepting or keeping down or having smooth digestion, right? When we're feeling like hiccups and again, like bloated, gassy, uncomfortable, right? This is a sign like, who am I eating my meals with at this buffet of life? And, you know, what's the company that I'm keeping? So if we're, if we're around people all the time that, um, that we end up, we feel agitated in their presence, we don't feel safe. We don't trust them. Um, there's been a breach of um, confidentiality or trust or whatever, the thousand and one ways that, that relationships can get weird, both in the professional world and in our personal lives, right? Ask yourself, um, you know, going back to number one, what am I putting on my plate? Number two, who am I sharing these meals with? What, what's the company that I'm keeping in my professional life, in my personal life? Because sometimes you guys, um, you know, if we're finding that, think, I always think of like, emotional well-being, mental well-being, spiritual well-being, physical well-being. When we look at how we are feeling in those four quadrants, right? A lot of times we can find there's a common denominator. Sometimes it's us. Sometimes the problem is us. It's our thinking. It's our attitude. It's the way that we perceive things. It's our lack of self-love or self-worth or self-esteem, whatever. Sometimes we are often the common denominator, but other times we might find that we have chosen to stay in relationships longer than we should out of guilt, out of worry, out of, uh, again, going back to that role. Well, I'm the responsible one. I'm the people pleaser. I'm the nice one, right? I can't say no to this or whatever. So we want to be looking at what am I taking on that sometimes isn't ours and never should have been put on the plate in the first place. And then who am I eating my meals with? Okay. Number three. Oh my God. 
So when I was younger, uh, one of my aunts, right, she used to, you'd be like eating something. Let's say you'd have like your own little stash of French fries or like you'd have whatever. And you might not have had a, a family member, an auntie, but maybe you had a friend, right? Or who, were, who would just lean over and like take food off your plate without your permission, without asking. You just want to like, uh, like smack their hand away. Like get your, get your little grubby mitts off my snacks, right? Those are my yummy snacks, <laughs> right? So here's question number three. Who's eating off your plate, especially without your permission? Meaning who's taking energy from you? Who is a energy suck? Who is a suck it in a bucket to your well-being and your joy and your energy level? Whose energy kind of makes you feel contracted? Who's taking from you without your permission? Who in, a, in an imbalanced relationship are you always pouring into, pouring into, pouring into, like loading up the plate and they're just eating off of it, never saying thank you, no gratitude, no self-awareness, right? Or you've come along and you've created something, right? You made yourself a nice little quote unquote meal. Remember, this is all about, you know, metaphors and stuff in this episode. And then somebody just keeps like picking off your plate and you're like, wait, I want that cracker. I wanted that last bite of guac. That was mine. <laughs> right? Who's not having quote unquote, good, healthy boundaries in your life? Okay. Who is eating off your plate, stealing from you, taking from you, borrowing, not returning where it's not, I need, right. As they say, it's not reciprocal. It's not this beautiful kind of like flow of energy and give and take that in there, there's look. And here, here's the thing. There's going to be times in relationships where one maybe is giving a little bit more than other due to circumstances, health, you know, whatever, just, just life, right? Life, sometimes one person might be a little more up, right? With their resources, their time, their energy, and somebody else might be down. I'm not talking about that because this is the, this is the, the thing with, with, with beautiful, enduring friendships is that we, we allow a lot of grace and we allow, um, you know, mucho <laughs> forgiveness, a lot of forgiveness uh, for clumsiness sometimes. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about the people who continue to take or steal or, um, you know, little succubuses. You know what I'm talking about. I think I made my point. I can move on. Um, and here's the other thing. Remember in Goldilocks when they were like, when it got to the pot about the porridge, and she's like, this one was too hot. This one was too cold. This one was just right. This is what we're looking for. We're kind of looking for that balanced measure of this feels just right. And if we don't know for ourselves what our just right level is, then we are going to learn. Here's the good news. We will learn through exhaustion, burnout, resentment, guilt, all the things that don't feel like love, all the stuff in that kind of big fear umbrella, right? I always say there's love this fear, whatever is not love falls in kind of this other category, right? And so fear can wear a lot of different masks. And if we find that we're operating out of this kind of fear mindset, this fear mentality, this fear thought system, it kind of sucks all the joy and the flavor, right? Out of a thing. You ever put something on your plate and you're like, oh, I bet this is going to taste so good. And then you taste it and you're like, this is void of not only like flavor, but probably also nutrients. <laughs> this thing is not feeding me. It is not nurturing me and nourishing me. And it might be this relationship or this arrangement or whatever. 
So the thing is, guys, if we don't pay close enough attention to our own energy, to our own boundaries, to what we're allowing, what we are putting forth, because we are constantly teaching people um, how to treat us. We are constantly showing people what we allow or don't allow. So how you, um, this is why self-love is so important. Because when you start to understand your own true value, who you really are, to whom you belong, right? When you start to get that you matter, that you are lovable and loving, when you really get who you are, it's going to shift all the things around you because you will no longer probably be willing to tolerate a bunch of bullshit that you used to put up with. And it doesn't mean you got to come out swinging at people and just like, you know, demolishing all your relationships or whatever. I mean, sometimes maybe that's a, the appropriate response. Um, but we want to be making these choices um, from a place of love. Okay. Number one, let's recap. Actually, I'll recap at the end. Okay, let's go on to number four. So number three was who's taking off your plate, eating off your plate. If life was like a buffet, who's overloading your plate? Who is always dumping their shit in your lap? Who is always dumping their drama and their emotional baggage and all their stuff and their um, just like, and it, it, again, this could happen in our personal lives in the form of having people who are always just kind of like, uh, like, like, you know, like just vomiting their stuff all over the place. Like, um, wait, who was that? Who was that in the exorcist? Right. <laughs> A young Linda Blair, like right everywhere. Um, but here's the thing. So sometimes people are going to kind of in your per personal life, this can show up, but also in your business life, there can be people who are not like holding up um, their end of the bargain. So they're not picking up the slack. They're not doing their work and they are constantly kind of making you responsible. Remember the kids in high school who never did their own homework and they would just come in and they try to like cheat off your paper and just like ride on your coattails or take your best work or take your ideas or the people who are too lazy or too scared or too whatever to actually find out what they're made of and to have their own friggin' original idea or do their own original work. And they've just become a little creatively lazy, right? Because they don't want to find out. So maybe it's because they fear that they're not smart enough or they're just fucking lazy and they want to steal your stuff, like whatever the thing is. So that's the next question, right? Who's overloading your plate? Who's putting too much onto your plate? Too much expectation, right? Maybe in your personal life, too much demands, right? And there's always um, opportunities when we discover these things. So first we have to have the awareness. This is what these questions are doing because you can't change jack shit until you know that there's a problem. How do we normally know that there's a problem? Well, either there's a breakdown in the system, the greater system, right? Or there is like we're currently seeing in around the world that all these old paradigms and old systems are no longer working. Or we'll start to see a personal breakdown in our bodies, in our health, in our mental health, in our energy levels, right? Whatever, we see it show up on your skin or your hair, your hormone levels, your sleep levels, um, <coughs> uh, your joy, your happiness, your inner peace. And this is why, uh, so next week I'm gonna be announcing, oh, actually, if you're listening to this, it is this week. So this week I've announced <laughs> this new program uh, that I'm doing. And I guess I'll talk about it more in, in the next uh, podcast. But it's really about spiritual mentorship 
specifically for entrepreneurs and team leaders and um, you know, brave storytellers and professional athletes and people who play, like I call it the, the men and women in the arena. And I'm going to, maybe that's what the, the, the podcast will be next week about the men and the women in the arena. Uh, those are the people that I want to work with because these are the impact creators. These are the people who are saying yes, and they're showing up and they're playing the long game and they're in it. They've got skin in the game and they want to do the work and they want to be their best versions of themselves. I always say you cannot manage other people until you learn how to manage your own damn self. So that, again, that's a like a thing for another day. So who's overloading your plate? Who is showing up and just kind of dumping their stuff in your lap? Could be physically, it could be energetically, uh, mentally, whatever the thing is. So remember, if life was like a buffet, here's the four questions. I'm going to repeat them one more time. Number one, what are you putting on your plate? This is like, what are the choices that I am making? How am I showing up? What am I choosing for myself? What am I choosing for my business? What am I choosing for my team, right? What am I putting on my plate? What am I putting too much of on my plate and not enough of? So if, if you're not having um, some sort of a daily spiritual practice, a DSP as I call it, some people might call it a devotional. I might, you might call it, quiet time, gratitude time, journaling, whatever. There's a thousand ways to look at this. This to me is one of the key things. So if you've got a little too much of busy, 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 hustle, 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 make money, make money, make money, and putting our focus on a bunch of this other shit, and we're not actually doing those uh, internal stabilizing work that is where we'll ultimately be able to sustain and find the energy to hold up that buffet plate, right? So we might want to look at that, okay? Number one, what, what are you putting on your plate? Number two, who are you eating your meals with? Whose table are you sitting at? Or who's sitting at your table? We're going to talk all about that too in another episode, right? I already did a whole episode about who's at your table. But this idea of who am I choosing to spend my time with? Who am I eating my meals with? When I'm trying to take in nurturing and nourishment, who's around me? And are these people making it hard for me to digest in a healthy and abundant and good way? Number three, who's eating off your plate? Who is taking from you? Who is an energy suck? Who is not uh, reciprocating? Where do you feel like you just have a leaky bucket? in your life, right? Who is taking off your plate, leaning over and plucking that last good salty fry off your plate without your permission, okay? Number four, who's overloading your plate, right? Or who, in one of the ways, let's go back to the grandmothers, right? Let's go back to the nanas and the mimas and the, uh, the memes and all the, th the grammys, right? Remember like the, 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 the ones who were like trying to overload, oh, you're too skinny, eat more, eat more, eat more, eat more. So they have their own perspective and they're not looking right in front of you. They have these patterns and these roles sometimes, and they're not actually being in the present moment. They just keep piling stuff onto your plate that you don't even want. It's like, not only do I not want it, I never asked for it. And then if I don't eat this, you're going to get mad at me, but I never even asked you to prepare this meal. Do you know what I mean? I didn't ask you to make me this thing. So it's really kind of looking at these four things. And I would be fascinated to hear some of your answers. I would also be fascinated to hear if this resonated for you or landed for you and if you had some favorite takeaways. So I always think that that's super duper fun to hear from you guys too. So I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the show. 
we're, we're inching up now on almost 200 episodes. I can't even believe it, you guys. It's wicked. It's wicked exciting. <laughs> we're already over <coughs> the three-year mark. And now we're coming up on like 200 episodes. So it has just been, um, you know, I'm really proud of myself. I'm just going to take this moment, a little consistency, right? It's, it's, it's a pretty incredible thing to, to produce this many shows every week and not miss a week and to, to continue to do this. So except for like, I think there was like one time when I did a, no, two, there were two shows, I think in the three years where I re-released something because I thought they were really good and I wanted people to have another chance, maybe new people uh, who haven't heard the show yet to revisit them, or it was just something that I thought was wicked important. So just thank you so much for listening, you guys. And look, if you're, if you're listening to this and you are one of those people that I mentioned, if you are a business owner, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a coach, if you are a leader, if you are a community builder, if you are a brave storyteller, whatever, the people, um, if you want to know the, the way that people find out first, right, what's what I'm offering, what's going on, what cool either speaking events or gigs or uh, offerings that I'm making is to get on my email list. And those folks find out first. And you can just go to karenkenney.com slash sign up, one word. And if you want a little treat, if you want a little added, like, you know, I don't know what you might call it, a little freebie, I guess. You can get my um, Build Your Spiritual Team uh, downloadable PDF. And that's just going to, and that will also put you, total transparency, that's also going to put you on my mailing list. So there's two ways to get on that sucker. And that's just karenkenney.com slash freebie. <laughs> that's it. It's wicked simple. So you guys, I hope this was helpful to you in some way. I super duper appreciate you. I love you. Wherever you go, please leave. Oh, and here's the other thing. If there's somebody in your life who you know could, could really use this episode, or if you found some value in it or whatever, here's the thing. I always say to people, if you got something out of this, I, I, I would suspect that the people that you love, the people who are closest to you, your friends, your family, whoever, um, they could also get something from it too. So why not share this sucker with them? <laughs> That's a, it's a helpful way for me to, to not only spread the good word, but to spread the love. Okay, you guys, wherever you go out there, wherever you go, wherever your travels take you, maybe it takes you to Vegas in a big old buffet, but wherever it takes you, may you leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment, and yourself better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. guys thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the karen kenny show <laughs> i super duper appreciate your time friendship and support and look if something that i shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours i'd love to hear about it so please tag me on facebook or instagram or ig stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. -E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you wanna hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. 
I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.